Father, we love you. Thank you for this opportunity to do a podcast about just going to full-time ministry. Pray it helps guide a lot of people and shape the directions. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Laura, how are you feeling? Great. You ready? Yes, hold on. All right, Laura, we're talking full-time ministry today. Mm-hmm. Laura, before we jump into the nuances, when did you know that you wanted to do full-time ministry? Honestly, I would say probably in middle school. I had a super awesome youth staff, and there was a girl on the youth staff. Her name was Callie. Shout out, Callie, if you're listening. Um, but she was super formative in me, even knowing, first of all, that this was an option as a career choice. Um, But I remember I was in eighth grade and it was live and she got up to teach. And that was like a huge deal because I'd never heard a girl speak from a stage like that before, just about the Bible. And I thought that'd be pretty cool to do. And so people asked me, you know, seventh, eighth grade, what do you want to do when you grow up? I always said, it'd be really cool to do what Callie did. Um, And so that was kind of just always on my heart from a young age. And then getting into high school, it really just solidified itself in that I just, there was nothing else that I wanted to do. It was just a very um, clear path that I think God had placed on my heart as to what I was going to do with my life. And I just kept saying the next yes. You know, I worked at a Christian church camp. I was a youth leader in college, interned at second, and here I am now. And it's been awesome. It's definitely not been easy all the time by any means, but it definitely has been shown that this is exactly where God has led me to be for sure. Did you ever have any doubts about going into full-time ministry? Like as you were going through college or high school, ever thought to yourself, I don't know if I want to go into ministry. I may have another career in mind. Honestly... No, I think there may have been fears that crept in as to, you know, practically what does this look like? I mean, I don't think either of us are in this for the money or by any means or anything like that. Like, I think there were definitely some of those fears as to how it all kind of shake itself out. But if I was being honest with myself, it was just a super peaceful feeling of there's nothing else I want to do. And I think, you know, I am getting my master's in counseling and that's definitely something that I think God has also placed on my heart that I'm really passionate about. But And I think I had the idea of, okay, well, I'm going to do the counseling thing, maybe one day full-time, but full-time ministry for now. But the more I'm getting into my counseling degree and, you know, seeing clients and doing some more counseling stuff, I've just realized that's great, but even still, like, ministry is where I want to be. And I've seen how God has just used the counseling to enhance my ministry. Um, And so, if honestly, no, there was never, like, a... There's never a question in my mind. Like it was, this was it for me for sure. I think full-time ministry is interesting because obviously when we say that, that can mean a lot of different things. It can mean pastor. It can be, you know, obviously girl minister. It could be, you know, media ministry. It could be so many other things, kids ministry, children's ministry, student ministry, senior pastor, associate pastor, business office, you know, even have a business office. Ministry can mean so many things. And I think it's helpful to start like Ephesians four talks about how everybody's called to minister. But I think there's a distinction that needs to be made between like, yes, everybody's called to minister and serve God with their gifts that he's given them and stuff like that. But I think there's a distinction to be made between everybody's called to ministry versus a full-time vocation in which, Hey, this is my career. This is, this is how I make a salary is I serve in a church in this capacity. And this is my full-time living. Like I remember when I wanted to do full-time ministry, I was like 16 years old and it was just one of those things of, it just seemed so like unequivocally clear to me that that was what I wanted to do because I was actually having a conversation with a coach of mine. He was like, what do you want to do? And I was like a junior in high school and I was just telling him, 
you know, I may want to do this. I actually wanted to do engineering at the time, which is kind of a joke because I'm horrible at math. I wanted to do aerospace and Danielle, who's sitting on the couch, actually gives me a hard time because I wanted to be like an astronaut, but I'm bad at math and afraid of heights. And so he was like, okay, maybe not. But I, I was having this conversation with this coach and he was, and I mentioned to him off the cuff, like, you know, maybe on the weekends though, I would like to preach like at the church. He's like, but you know, they do that like at a full-time capacity. And I was so new to the faith that I had no idea of the nuances of church, like ministry. And once I heard, like, it wasn't like the spiritual call that I feel like a lot of other people have, like, oh, I just knew like even yours, like I saw somebody at the church and like, I felt like I was working on my heart. I just knew that like, I was just saw so all over like church work and Christianity that once that became like a possibility in my mind, I just knew that's what I wanted to do. And then from there, you know, I mean, went to college, obviously studied the Bible and ended up, you know, pastoring here a second. And then it's been a great, great thing ever since. But what do you think about the difference between like maybe a normal career, right? Like someone chose to be a sales rep, an accountant or whatever, versus like a call to ministry. Do you feel like there's a difference between God's leading in those two things? Or do you feel like, no, like people could land in both things with equally the severity of call on their life? Um, I think that it's definitely a, a significant call to be called to full-time vocational ministry. That's, um, you know, we see that in scripture, people called, um, like Paul talks about like, hey, if you just want to teach to teach, don't. Like it's hard and it takes a lot. Um, do it if you really feel called to do it. And so, um, but I think what you said and people may get caught up in this is, oh, well, I want to, you know, have a huge impact for the gospel. So I need to work at a church. But the reality is like, you can have huge impact for the gospel anywhere. And I think it's just being in tune to the gifts God has given you and how you can use that to glorify him. And maybe that is full-time ministry, but I think, and hearing your story, knowing my story and hearing other people's stories, you're in full-time ministry. I feel like there's always this common thread of peace, yeah. Like I just knew there's nothing else I want to do, you know, yeah. I like that part too, because full-time ministry is not just vocation or career. It's God's call in your life. Mm-hmm. And it's not just like this good gig or something that seems fun, but it's literally God's ordained direction for you. And I think that's a big distinction. I'll have this quote here in my notes, uh, Charles Spurgeon, a really big theologian back in the day said, if a man be truly called of God to the ministry, it will defy him to withhold himself from it. A man who has really within him, the inspiration of the Holy ghost calling him to preach, obviously woman, you know, women as well, cannot help to preach. He must preach. And I think it's just this really undeniable feeling. And I'm not a big feelings guy. Like, I don't like the subjective, like, oh, well, you know, you'll know, you'll know. But I can really say that one of the most clear things in my life is my call to ministry. There's not very many things that I can just be like distinctly, yeah, God called me to do that, except my call to ministry. Um, And it's, I don't know, that can be kind of tough. And I understand if you're listening to this and you're wrestling, like, with the title of this, should I go into full-time ministry? That can be tricky because you're like, well great that you have a feeling. I think I have a feeling, but I don't know if I have a feeling. I feel like I may be feeling a certain way. And so I kind of want to give, you know, you guys, uh, some things I was looking as I was researching for this episode, I saw an article by a guy named Dan Ryland and he provided three reasons. I thought this was a really interesting article title, three reasons you should not join full-time ministry. Mm -hmm. And I kind of reshaped some of them and paraphrased them, but a lot of this is from his article. So Dan Ryland, if you want to check that out. But he said, number one, one reason you should not join 
full-time ministry is if you aren't a hundred percent sure you should do full-time ministry. So the idea is that if there's anything other than full-time ministry that you can do, you should do it. Like if you feel like, Oh, I can be a good, I can be a good accountant. You should do that. If you feel like, you know, I'd like to be a doctor. You should do that. If you feel like you should do anything else, you should do that. Is that only follow path to full-time ministry. If God's call gives you no other option, what are your thoughts on that point? If like as a reason to not do full-time ministry, yeah. if you're not sure. Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree. And I think put yourself in positions that, let you explore those things. Like, cause I know when I was a junior, I got to go to junior high beach retreat as a leader. And that was kind of my first big volunteer ministry role. And it was after that, that I was just sure that I was sure that I was sure that I literally don't want to do anything else ever. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think if you find yourself with an opportunity to lead a small group or to work at a summer camp, Christian summer camp or whatever, like put yourself in those positions in the same way that you should also do if you are interested in becoming a doctor or a lawyer, like talk to people who are doctors and lawyers, like talk to Mm. people who are in ministry, get their take on what they do day in, day out. Cause I think too, and you may feel this way too, but I think I definitely do things in my job that I'm like, okay, kind of expected that, but there's a lot of stuff that I was like, okay, was not expecting that. You what know? are things that you did not expect in ministry? I think just like the, the fuzzy line between work and life and that hmm. there really isn't one, right? Which is yeah. kind of just how it is supposed to be, right? Like your ministry, your faith, like that's your life. And so um, it's definitely not a nine to five job. Mm-hmm. by any means, um, which true. sometimes I love, sometimes I don't as much, but I mean, yep. that's just the gig that we have. Um, yep. so that's one thing that was surprising for sure, but I have grown to appreciate and be thankful for. Yeah. And I think there's a stipulation with this point too, and using you as the example is that you're good at counseling and counseling technically isn't full-time ministry as like, as it is in itself. You can obviously be a secular counselor. You can do whatever. It's not your prototypical pastoral position in the church. But I, th- I kind of agree with this, that I really do feel like God will give you a gifting for full-time ministry and that it will be very, it will be very evident that you're good at that. And you can bear fruit in that and that you're superior at that than most other things that you do. But I think even if you're skilled at like math, counseling, uh, whatever sort of other attributes that you may have, I don't think that disqualifies you necessarily just because you're good at other things, but I think you should feel like a distinct advantage and skill set towards ministry. I think that should be pretty evident. Number second reason why you should not join full-time ministry is if your current career isn't going well or you have no career direction. This is a big one. If your current career isn't going well or you have no career direction, that is not a deciding factor that you should just go try out uh, church ministry. Uh, A job at the church that you love is not the solution to your lack of career direction or just being out of work or being unemployed. Uh, and also not knowing what to major in is not a solid reason to go try and be on staff at a church. So do you agree with that or you disagree? I totally agree. And I think it kind of goes with the sentiment, like kind of the grass is always greener, but the same problems you have in your job will probably follow you to another job. Like there's probably something else going on there. And the role of someone in full-time ministry, I mean, that's a, it's a weighty role. It's not something to just kind of be like, Oh, let me check this out. Like people, you know, come to you for guidance in their faith, like the most important thing that is in their life. And they come to you with these things. And so if you're not fully in and you're kind of just, you know, trying things on for size, it's not really the place to do that. I think there are careers and different job opportunities that you can try out that like, maybe I'm into this. I really think ministry should require, requires a bigger vetting process Mm -hmm. if you want to do that, because it can, 
you know, for reasons and details I'm not going to get into, it can really damage, you know, the people that you're trying to minister to. If totally. you're like, I'm just trying this out. I don't know if like I can really do this. Yeah. You know? And that's where like the, let me lead a small group on Sunday morning. Let me mm. volunteer in the kids ministry, you know, go to a beach retreat as a leader. Like that's kind of where you can dip your toe into the water, but totally jumping in for like a job is a bit different. I agree. So the third one he gives and paraphrased is the false belief that full-time ministry is the best way to maximize your ministry impact. The false belief that full-time ministry is the best way to maximize your ministry impact. Uh, I think it's interesting because full-time ministry definitely is a way to make a massive difference in the world for the glory of God. Mm -hmm. If I did not think that was the case, I would not be in full-time ministry. Like that's kind of the shindig, but don't minimize the impact that being a volunteer or that volunteers in general have on the church. For Mm -hmm. example, in our context, we have like 30 volunteers who serve alongside of us and we could not operate without them. And in many ways they have more of a ministry impact than I often do. I often joke with them that if they decided one day that they could, they could probably pastor better than I could. And I wholeheartedly believe that, that these people are being, they just are called to something else. They're just not called to full-time ministry. And I think people forget that, that it's, it's less about like who's the best and more about who's called. That's what leads you into ministry. And it's not just the fact of like, well, I want to, I want to make the most difference in the world. Like we need Christian accountants. We need Christian doctors. We need Christian counselors and so on. Right. Like we need people who are believers in these places to be able to reach their coworkers and also volunteer at a church. Mm -hmm. And I think too, Like, you know, we say this to the kids all the time. Y'all run into people and you listening, if you have a job that's not in ministry, you run into a far larger crowd of people who are non-believers than people who work at a church do. Like if you're, if, you know, it's more likely that someone comes to a church and they maybe they're looking to, if you're at a church, you're usually looking to take your next step in your faith, unless you're a kid sometimes and your parents are forcing you. That's another story. But you know, you're usually there to take your next step in your faith. But whereas someone, if you're a great Christian accountant, or we're just going to use that example, like you've got people you're working with who you're the only representation of Jesus of Christ that they're going to see. And they would not dare step foot in our doors. So we will never meet them, but you know them and you get to have that opportunity to minister to them. Yeah, absolutely. And people love, actually, I remember a girl who asked me, she was like, what do I, how do I witness to a friend who does like, has no context for Christianity? And I told her they do have context. It's you, Mm -hmm. you are the context. And which is scary is that we, we may be the only brand representation for Jesus Christ that that person has, but that's the advantage that you get. If you work in like a secular job, quote unquote, you get the opportunity to be that representation for Jesus Christ. And so with the warnings behind us, right, here's some questions to confirm a possible call to ministry. So maybe on the positive side here, number one, am I an effective minister? Like, am I good at this thing? Do groups that you lead grow? Do you build relationships easily? Are you overall good at making like disciples and helping people like form their faith? Are you a decent communicator if you want to speak from a stage? You know, if you have some of those things, that may be a sign that you should look into full-time ministry. If not, then maybe you should ponder a little bit more if mm-hmm. you just don't really see any fruit of you being an effective minister. Yeah, and on that, if you are f- out listening and you're feeling, you're wrestling with that call, like, I mean, if you look at the Bible, there were a lot of people who they felt super unequipped, but they still felt called to ministry. Word. And so God can obviously equip you, teach you to do these things, but... um also, just be very in tune with your skill set. Don't force a skill set if you don't have it, right? Factoids. The second question is, does ministry make you happy? 
Does ministry make me happy? Are you a person who finds happiness in doing church work? Is it all like you think about? Like for me, I I tend like when I was like called to ministry, I loved being at the church. I love being at group. I love leading the group. I love doing Bible studies. I love doing these things. And if it makes you happy, I think people should always follow their fire. Like if something is making you passionate, that's an indicator from God that hey, maybe there's something here. That's number two. Number three is have people. This is important. Have people confirmed your calling. Like have other people called that out of you? Pastors and leaders will call out things that are evident. Like, have they done that for you? Have people mentioned the idea of full-time ministry to you? And that's like always a good sign. What are your thoughts on that? I know, totally. And I think that goes back to earlier. Like, you know, if you're pondering this, like ask people at your church, like, hey, do you see this in me? Or how did you feel your call to ministry? Like get the get that advice from other wiser people than oh, yeah. you. For sure. And number four is, have I prayed and received peace about this? You know, prayer is the difference between what you can do and what God can do, and God wants to guide you in the place you need to be. That was really formative in my call to ministry of, like, just praying. Like, if you get peace about that and you feel like, hey, man, there's just green lights, baby. Like, we we can go forward with this. I think that's a big indicator. Mm -hmm. And which brings me to the last one, are opportunities opening up for you? This is like where rubber meets the road here. Are opportunities opening up for you? A lot of people feel like they're called to ministry, but they ain't got no job opportunities, right? Which may be an indicator that maybe you've answered some of the other questions incorrectly. Uh, and I, I don't hear me say like, if you're called to ministry and you don't have any job opportunities and you're not called, but I think God will open a door if he wants you to walk through it. Not in like this weird spiritual way, but man, if you're effective, if you have joy for what you do, if other people have confirmed your calling, who are people who also should be offering you jobs, and you've prayed and received peace about this, like... God, in theory, will provide opportunities for you to minister in that way. It may not be immediate, immediately or easily, but if you're called to minister, you're going to get an opportunity to do so. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I totally agree. And I think the biggest thing for me was just taking the next right step, saying just saying mm-hmm. yes to the next opportunity. So yeah, yeah. I kind of mentioned like, you know, first it was a junior high beach retreat, calendar leader spot. Then it was, you know, I worked at Pine Cove and then I interned at second. And here I am now. And I kind of said yes to all these things sort of with a lot of faith of like, I don't fully know where this is going to lead. And it's kind of scary, especially, you know, girls listening, it's kind of different, right? Cause it's like, I don't think I'll, I'm not going to be a pastor. So what does this look like? And there's some uncertainty there. And, but it's just saying the next yes to yeah. whatever God's called you to do. And then he takes care of the rest. Absolutely. Good word there, Laura. And with the 30 seconds that we have left, what encouragement do you have for one last bit of encouragement that you have for somebody listening? Like, you know, I hear you, but I'm just not sure. I'm still wrestling with this. With 30 seconds, what would you say to that person? I would say that God is not a God of confusion, that you are going to feel peace over where he's called you to. You may not feel... um, excited all the time or happy all the time from where he's called you to do because he doesn't call us to be comfortable but he again he doesn't he's not gonna be confusing in the way that he's trying to lead you and so just be um very open-handed and just say yes to the next right thing and if that's ministry great if that's him using you in some secular you know sphere great too just say yes to him and he takes care of the rest word up well Laura, appreciate you being here and guys thanks for listening and we hope this provided you some clarity peace